Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. So today I'm joined by a, a person that I met probably about four years ago now, three, three and a half, four years ago, uh, and seeing her transition and seeing her journey has been absolutely incredible. Even you know, when we first met you in the personal training space and you know had a lot of respect for what you've been able to do, but I think now taking it to a whole new level and what you do is incredible. So she's an embodiment coach specializing, uh, helping women to unlock their full potential in both business and their relationships. She's worked with hundreds of women around the world. Uh, and she really dives into the principle of everything touches everything uh, and allows you to embody the full expression of we have it all. Uh, incredible woman. I'm really, really excited to get into this episode with you. We have Casey Warwick. Welcome, Casey. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for making the time. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Look, we're going to get stuck straight into rapid fire. So uh, I don't even think I told you we do rapid fire. So this is going to be fun. Uh, So basically (laughs) it's about 20 questions, 21 questions, quick questions, quick answers. Um, You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Favorite song right now. Oh, shit. Hurricane Luke Combs. (laughs) Hurricane. Got it. Favorite song, to get, <laughs> favorite song to get pumped up to? Domino, Jesse J. Oh, oh, that's a bit of an oldie. Yeah, like it's it. a bit of a real feminine buster, so I yeah, love that totally. one. Yeah, like, belt it out loud. Sing yeah. Along with it. yeah, definitely. Favorite movie? Um, Coach Carter, actually. Yeah, nice. Mm. Good one. Favorite book? Um. Healing the Trauma That Binds Us by John Bradshaw. I'm just taking notes. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Binds <laughs> us. Cool. Favorite color? Pur- uh, purple. purple. Purple, yeah. Okay. I'll Go-to go to meal. Um, definitely at the moment is cheeseburgers. <laughs> like a Macca's cheeseburger or just like a... No, no, no like a nice home cook. I was going like, to say like a, a good... <laughs> A good hearty but cheeseburger. I yeah, like yeah. it. I like that it. That is pregnant vibes for you. Normally it would be like a <laughs> lean steak and veggies, but chicken yeah. and salad. Yeah, yeah. At the moment it is 100% cheeseburger. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Your favorite TV show? New Girl. Okay. Fav- <laughs> uh, first job? KFC. Your biggest celebrity slash sporting idol growing up? Ooh. What a few. Um, but I would have to say I loved Andrew Johns as a kid. I was an avid Knights fan. Andrew Johns. <laughs> I like it. One thing you hate or dislike and you can't say coriander. As in a food? Could be anything. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um Oh, man, I don't even know that question. I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> Welcome um, to Rapid Fire. Yeah. Um, overcooked oysters. Oh. <laughs> well, overcooked 
oysters. Well, for those out there who don't know what an overcooked oyster tastes like, how can you tell? It's like it turns into like a rubbery mess. Like it's like if you, I'm talking like Kilpatrick oyster. If you mm, ever had yeah. burnt Kilpatrick oyster, it's just disgusting. It's okay. gross. Well, yeah. If anyone ever gives Casey food, make sure it's a well-cooked oyster. Don't give her an overcooked one because she's going to hate you. I'm a bit of a foodie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> From my cheeseburger days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're the funniest or craziest thing you've done? Ah, I don't know. I've done some weird stuff. But I think the funniest thing was the day when we were in America and I was trying to get a handstand underneath the Golden Gate Bridge while we were drunk and we are trying to hide the alcohol from the guards that were around there. doesn't seem like it was such a big thing, but the whole story that led up to that was quite totally. good. Yeah. yeah. Cool in the moment. It's one of those things yeah. you have to be there. Uh, book or audio book? Audio book. Summer or winter? Summer. One thing you haven't done yet that you really want to do? Climb Everest. Sum up your mindset in one word. Expanding. Proudest moment personally and proudest moment professionally. Uh, professionally was when I hit a massive milestone financially in my business, knowing that it was successful in what I viewed it as to be successful at the time. Um, personally, I think it was the day I found out I was pregnant. Amazing. Congratulations on that. Well done. Thank you. How exciting. Uh, Casey, tell us something that no one knows. Oh. About you. (laughs) When I was like six months old, I ate a cockroach and I still don't live that down within my family. (laughs) So do you take responsibility for that or are they taking responsibility for that? It's a mixed bag, that one. It's yeah. really a mixed bag. I know you're only six months, so we might have to let you slide off that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love I mean, it. this whole process of like, you know, you choose everything that you do in your life. So that six-month-old baby was testing something. Totally aware of what she was doing. <laughs> totally aware. Yeah. She was hungry. Uh, your greatest failure, and you could substitute failure for any word that uh, resonates best with you, that ended up being your best lesson. Oh, okay. It was letting my business slide from an unhealthy relationship. So I took a six-figure business and I literally killed it because I wasn't focused. And I was trying to control and mend other things, but it just, yeah, affected everything in my life. So, yeah, that was my greatest teacher. Good. Good. Glad to hear. Uh, If you could choose to have lunch with any one person in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? And where would you have lunch? And you've got a two-hour time limit. Oh, that's a biggie. Probably Aubrey Marcus. And it's just because his mind absolutely intrigues me as to where he goes with that thing. And where would you have lunch? <laughs> um, Personally, I don't really know. Um, maybe in like a tropical island somewhere. I'm I'm all about tropical islands and just chilling out. I like that was a very out. thought thought through, thoughtful. Every piece of energy you had went into that answer, and I love it. I love it. I didn't want to break. I didn't want to break that that, you know, that focus you were in. I was like, I'm just gonna be silent here. I'm gonna let it come up with it. Good. Yeah, yeah.
good. What was 10 year old Casey like before you were eating cockroaches? Oh man, she was intense. <laughs> she was what she thought was the boss. So yeah. Love it. Intense and boss. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Second last question. What's one trait, skill, value, belief uh, that you would see consistent across, say, your five closest friends, family, acquaintances, uh, but the one that's the most important to you? I think it's unbiased, intuitive, tap-like power. I'm very particular of who I keep in my circle. So, um, yeah, this... I think it's the ability to see from a perspective of without projection. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 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 Last one. Your favorite superhero. Thor. 100% Thor. (laughs) Legend. Because he's an Aussie as well. Why not? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Well, Casey, that's rapid fire. Well done. You can now put that on your resume that you survived rapid fire. (laughs) And if people ever ask what it is, say, here, just listen to this episode. You understand exactly what it is. Uh, Awesome. Well, again, like I said earlier, thank you so much for making the time to be here. Uh, I know we've got so much to go through and so much incredible value to give. Uh, But let me ask one question uh, on the back of rapid fire. And as we get started, like what's one thing that you've learned about yourself during COVID, during this, you know, lockdowns and over the last six to nine months, what have you learned about yourself? I think the biggest thing is understanding that anything is interchangeable. And nothing's permanent. Like for most of us, we go into this tangent of like whatever is happening now is it. And, you know, understanding that anything is adaptable and you can still like, I took my business to whole new heights in COVID when everyone was running around in this fear mindset. So for me, understanding that whatever is externally going on does not have to be your projection as well. Mm -hmm. It was quite big. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, Good. So I said it earlier, transitioning from the health and fitness world into the coaching and empowering, you know, women now, you know, how did that transition happen? You know, what what was it that? It was one of those things where like, well, you know, we met at Aaron Sansoni, right? And he's like the king of NLP, right? (laughs) Let's be honest. So I went in there with this whole new, like, holy moly, there's a 200 people in this room and they're all like me. But I had never been in a room like that before. I always thought I was that one who would never settle, who just didn't quite get people on my level. Like everyone was different around me. And I was sitting there going, how can I make my business succeed? And everyone was like, why can't you get a normal job? And I was like, I just can't. It doesn't work for me. Like, And anyway, after I came out of Aaron Sony, I remember one day specifically, I'm standing there and I've got a client and we're standing in front of this box jump and it was just a 20 inch box. So she had jumped the same height multiple times. And one day we didn't have the normal box that we used. It was a smaller, like, you know, surface area on the top and she couldn't do it. And I was just like, "Hmm, yes, you can. You've done this height before. And I realized in that moment that it's people's internal blocks that actually affect everything they do when they show up for in the world. And so I sort of started diving deeper into what actually is the programming and the conditioning of our mind. Mm. And as I started to dive in, I, you know, I started following like, you know, the depths of like Tony Robbins and, and kind of like the, the everyday names that you hear in the personal development world. Cause I was so new to it at that time. And I just sort of was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to 
like learn from these guys. And then I started pinpointing like, where is everyone trained? Like, what do these guys all have that's the link? And obviously it was NLP. So I thought, I'm going to go and I'm going to study NLP. And I thought, I'm going to focus on women. I'm going to become a woman's coach. And at the time, I was starting to attract these women into my space that they had been through some complete traumatic experiences. And don't, don't get me wrong, like I had been through trauma as a child. So I thought I had it all figured out. I was like, I've been there. I get it. You know, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I'm starting to experience these women who have been through chronic domestic violence. You know, they've been gaslighted. They feel like they're crazy, all this sort of stuff. And I was in that space of going, I get it, but I don't get it. I hadn't personally experienced it. And so I put together this program of like, you know, leading you into your feminine best. And from a textbook perspective, the program was bloody great, right? But I personally had not yet experienced that stuff. So it was one of those things where whenever I design something or whenever I put something together, I always say like, universe, show me what I need so I can show up the best for these other people. If I have yet to learn lessons to be able to teach, show them, give them to me. Like I always do a little prayer similar to that. And it was three weeks after I designed this course that I met the person who was going to show me all those lessons. And so for me, that was where I say like the business started to break down. You know, I went through my own mental um, breakdown and, and considering I thought I had all the answers, I thought I knew all the stuff by that stage. It was a real eye opener just to understand the difference between knowing and embodying. So I took it to a whole nother level in terms of like, it was an only a 10 month relationship, but that 10 months absolutely crushed everything that I'd so far built. And what it taught me though, was like coming out of that and learning to leave that and, and going, okay, cool. Like I know what that is now. Now I'm going to choose something different. So I actually spent a year rather than trying to learn what to do to better my business. I learned how to better myself. And I spent the whole year diving deep into what it was that I attracted that kind of behavior, but also how to step into my full self. And that's when it just unconsciously then grew as a, you know, thing where I started to help women because it wasn't just the whole like textbook anymore. It was like, no, this is real. (laughs) Like this is what's, what's going down in the world. And yeah, it was something that just, yeah, started lighting me up. So how it started, it was just one of those step-by-step gradual listening to your intuition and knowing what so you had done the uh nlp training yeah when the partner partner at the time had come into the your world you hadn't done it yet no i had done it so here i am thinking i knew it all i was hypno trained i was nlp trained i was all these things yeah but i wasn't aware of us not being able to see our own blind spots Mm. yet i was like in that like you know when you get to that stage where you've sort of you develop an ego around your spirituality, right? I know I had, and I, I now refer to this as bypass holes, right? <laughs> because it's like those people who are like, I'm spiritual and I know it all. Like, and, and I really put myself in that category. I was like, yeah, yep, I get it, but I forgot the logic in it. And mm. I really didn't understand like how to combine both the actual reality of the world versus what people think spirituality True. is. I like yeah. what you said there about knowing versus embodying. Yeah. Like I've got my interpretation of what that means. Do you want to explain as well to the listeners and, and people watching yeah, you know, sure. the difference? Cause I, I found that that, cause I, I can sort of understand it, but I want to sort of hear where you come from it. 
Yeah, yeah. So for me, knowing is like anyone can read from a textbook. Anyone can learn. It's like, and you could study how to be a brain surgeon and you could know all the pinpoints, but until you're actually under the pressure, until you feel what the emotional response is, how your fight or flight symptoms respond, how your body actually has a somatic release in that now moment, that is embodiment. Like how you actually can come into that state of going, I'm good under pressure and those things are what most people go oh yeah now that i've tapped in i can't be angry well yes you can embodiment is understanding that all emotions exist but it's like how do we now handle that how do we now actually allow ourselves to go i can be all of it and still be strong yeah i love that yeah and the, the way that i sort of thought about it is is very similar. i said knowing is being able to read a book but yeah. embodying it is actually doing it. Like it's all well and good to read how to how to lose weight and how to meal prep and how to drive. Like you can read all the books you want about, you know, getting your learners and getting your license, but you only really do it, really learn it, own yeah. it when you're actually doing it. Um, yeah. So no, that's, that's awesome. And you start to live into it. It's all well and good yeah. to say, yeah, I'm all about living healthy and I eat healthy and I do these amazing things, but you know, you don't. It's when you live yeah. into it and you own it internally as well. And I, I like yeah. that. I actually, I live my life by the whole saying of like, if I wouldn't trade my life for yours, I will not take advice from you. Mm. And it's purely because like embodiment is such a big thing and everyone's got an opinion on something, right? They can be completely uneducated in something and they still have a bloody opinion on it. But until they've physically lived it and experienced yeah. Yeah. it, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like I'm never going to hire a business coach who hasn't gone to the depths of which I desire to go or I'm never going to hire a trauma coach who's, not experience what i've experienced like Correct. all those things matter i think good good what do you see as one sort of common blockage mindset barrier that people have in their way you know like yeah. again with all the women that you've worked with over the years like what do you see is like maybe like the top two things that you spend a lot of time really helping them unlock and and break through and to break out and yeah yeah well one obviously is confidence right and that links into like codependency, how we show up in business, how we do everything, right? And I'm huge on recognizing like the links between business and relationships. So yeah. confidence doesn't just go, oh yeah, I'm good at work. It's like, well, can you actually be good at home? Can you stand there naked in front of your partner and still feel complete? Or are you hiding and shying away from that? So that is a big one. But the other one is the trauma that most people have experienced. And unconsciously what most people do is they go oh but I didn't have it as bad as this guy or I didn't have it as bad as them so they downplay whatever it is that they've experienced but what most people don't understand is every single person on this planet has an average of 30 traumas right and trauma can be something that a kid said to you in high school that has then lingered and created a limiting belief for the rest of your life and I think people put trauma in a box of like, I watched someone get murdered or I got stabbed or something like that. But it's actually trauma are, Trauma is, and how I personally define it, like this is not by any means a scientific definition, but for me personally, it's, it's the thing that has a lasting impact. It's the thing that causes you, like you might get cheated on in a relationship and suddenly you no longer have any trust for the opposite sex right? That's a traumatic experience because now it's altered your view and your perception of how you actually perceive the world. So those little things, like even it can be something as simple as like, if they've had a marriage breakdown as a child, they've watched their parents have this breakdown. 
they may no longer trust love. So when they grow up, they're like trying to find this partner and wondering why they can never trust the masculine or the feminine and, and wondering what's going on. And then they're also wondering why they never trust their boss, right? And these links are so deep and ingrained that it people have no aware of just how far their unconscious mind can take them. It's pretty powerful. And I like what you come from, the approach of, you know, into your business as well and how it's not just in your personal life, it can be in your professional life. Also, because we are all humans, doesn't matter what level you play at. We're all just human beings. We all have a very similar operation of body. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if there's energy and there's, like you said, trauma and the way you explained it, I felt was really good. And, you know, I think it makes it understandable. And I think, yeah, like you said, trauma sometimes, oh, if you're in a car accident or you saw someone jump off a building and it's a, you know, yeah. that's, what the, that's what the media paints as trauma, you know, mm. but on the everyday person, like you said, and it's, and it's a cool stat, you know, we've all had you know, on average around 30 traumatic events or 30 traumatic incidents in our time. Yeah. Uh, really sh- and one thing that I, I was watching uh, some content over the weekend, um, it was actually not this week and gone the weekend before. Uh, yeah. And the guy said, um, you know, our external words become or can become someone's internal words. Yeah, 100%. We and unconsciously paint our life. Yeah. And yeah. I think when people don't actually understand the depth of what's actually been created for them by them, right. They don't allow themselves to take this new level of self-awareness. And I think the biggest thing is people, and you said it, you know, how I talk into like what touches in business touches in relationships. People think that, you know, well, I can separate my life. You can't, I don't care what anyone says. You're having marriage breakdowns. You're going to go in and you're going to stuff up your KPIs. 100%. Anyone who's ever been business coached or been a business coach, and if they're listening to this, the one thing that you'll notice is in business, you're never talking about business problems when you're working with a coach. You're talking about the personal shit that's holding you back from actually stepping into that trouble, right? And it's so funny. I have so many people come to me about, you know, wanting to develop their business and wanting to take to the next level, especially women who are trying to step into the entrepreneurial world. And all we do is look at what is actually blocking them from doing it, not the strategy, because the strategy comes through you when you can actually go, hold on, I'm clear. And yeah. this, is, this is why I say, like, not every strategy works for everyone, because it's like if you've got limitations around that strategy, it ain't working for you. Simple. Are you looking for that next book? Maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for? Be Great, a book I wrote that dives deep into building the self-belief and mindset and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness. It's easy to consume and to take action on. Get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com. Enjoy. Well, it's easy. Like If, 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 we, if you have a client, like, hey, I need you to do social media posts and do Facebook Lives every week. Doing the Facebook Live is actually quite easy. Just press like two or three buttons, put a caption in and press go. But if you're personally, one, like you said, don't have the confidence. Two, you might have had a traumatic experience when you did public speaking when you were a three-year-old. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not working on this, this, the strategy of how do we build the brand online. We're working on the strategy of how do we get you to go on the camera? 100%. <laughs> no. And this is what I mean. Like the things that you have to do in business are simple. You just duplicate the same shit over and over and over again, hoping that it's going to give a result, right? Let's be honest. Correct. That's what Correct. business is. But it's your energy that you give it. It's the, what is actually behind that that is felt because people people don't care what you do in the world. People care who you be in the world. And that's what I think is missing in this space is, you know, 
and I've known you for quite some time. And, and the one thing that I've always seen with you is that integrity piece of how you show up, right? And for me, that's huge because I think at the end of the day, if we're allowing ourselves to just, you know, show up on screen but not doing the parts behind the scenes, and I say it all the time, like what you do in private, you will wear in public. And this is that little nip that has the big effect on yeah. your life. Yeah. 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 I always go by the, the belief of how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, 100%. You know, so yeah. if I'm not going to put the energy and effort into the details in this recording with you, then it's going to flow on to the next conversation, to the next meeting. And I, and I don't go as prepared to the next phone call or to the next negotiation because I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, just, and then all of a sudden you're on this slowly downward spiral and the six months goes by, like, wow, what happened to my amazing life? Well, it was that one little moment where you yeah. let it slip uh, yeah. and then it started to compound uh, in the reverse yeah. of the, the compound we're liking, you know, we all like compounding money and growing, but it's the same thing when it can go the other way too. Yeah, um, totally. It's something as simple as like you're getting home and the first thing you do is turn the TV on every day. Yeah. Like doing it wrong, yeah. I might have a moment where I'll switch off when I watch Netflix every now and then. But it's like understanding that if you build the habit of coming home and turn the TV on, you do that for like two or three days and I promise you you're going to do that all week. Like, it's just a sliding thing that habitually we are primitively built to be habitual creatures. Mm -hmm. And we want that certainty that we're going to have in our life of the habit. And if we don't allow ourselves to actually look at what are our daily rituals, and by everyone thinks rituals are like the, you know, our sacred space and all this sort of stuff, <laughs> but rituals are the things that you do consistently, right? right? And it's like, if there is no consistency, there's no persistency. And with that, there is no actual momentum built in life. And that's where I think most people don't get that little click. I like that. Without persist persistency, there's no consistency. Yeah. That's really good. I'm going to write that down. Uh, and again, like it all does start to sort of tie. You can see how it all starts to tie together. Like it's not just, you know, a one tagline thing. When you dive deeper into it, now we can understand what embodiment really means yeah. and what it takes. It's not just saying, oh, embodiment, I'm, you know, it's just a nice Instagram word. It's like, let me explain to you in, in some more depth. I, I love when like, and I just want to share this because I find it so funny. Women walk into my work and they're like, oh, you're going to teach me how to self-pleasure and how to dance and all that. It's like, yeah, and. I'm going to teach you how to go to the depths because embodiment isn't just like floating around and being this fucking magical fairy. Sorry, my life swear. Of course you can. <laughs> like, Too late now anyway. <laughs> like a lot of people think that embodiment is just this big spiritual thing, but it's not. It's logic. It's understanding that yep. in order for you to actually be in touch with that spiritual side, it needs discipline. Yeah. Like I see a lot of, and men, like they trying to tap into their feminine side at the moment as well, but for a lot of women, they go, I want that feminine flow in business, right? And I'm just like, yes, but you can't have it with under, without understanding that it needs discipline, that it needs yeah. masculine energy, that it needs that part of you that is willing to just uh, go and get it. Like you can't build a business fucking dancing. You just can't do it. And this is the part where people go, hold on a second. She's actually a bit of a hard ass. It's like, yes, and I know when to be soft. Like that's the embodiment piece of yeah you know, allowing yourself to really, really go, can I be seen in all of it? Right? And I love that again, like you said earlier, it's the embodiment is knowing when to turn it on and when to turn it off and how invested to be, how much energy to give it. Like you still need to turn up. But sometimes, yeah, like you need to chill out. Sometimes you need to go yeah. hard. You need to get that, cool, we're going to make five, 10 phone calls around and we're going to crush it or mm. whatever it may be. Um, so it's all about knowing when to do that. If someone out there listening or, or watching is like, okay, cool, you know, going back on the trauma topic, yeah. Uh, you know, 
how does someone know if something is a traumatic event for them? How do they know if something is holding them back? Like, how do, can, can they don't have to really know the exact moment, but yeah, can yeah. they maybe start you know, self-awareness? Yeah, it can be a simple question that you find yourself asking. Like the the things that I say to people is like, what are the constant questions that are in your mind? If it's like even something as simple as, can I really do this? Like that question indicates to me that there's something holding you back. And it's like, you know, yes, we're all built with that little bit of fear, which is primitive. We need that. We need to be able to recognize when we're in danger, right? But we have been so ingrained through society to fear the unknown right? That we are not allowing ourselves to actually go, what if? And so the one thing that I see, if people are asking themselves questions that are limiting themselves in any way, this is usually when it's something that's deeper, okay? And it can be something as if like, for example, you might be that person who constantly attracts, you know, horrible relationships, right? It's time, like when you start to look at the cycles in your life, you'll see if there's actually a trauma response. It might even seem good. You might just go, oh, I just can't find the one. But if you actually look at how did we break up? What actually happened? You'll find that every single guy has a link or every woman has a link. It'll be the same thing that caused the breakdown. And this is where you can see, okay, how did I actually first relate to the opposite sex? What is that thing? And for most of us, we actually are preconditioned and preconceived to be attracted to those who are are like our parents. It is scientifically proven because that's our safety mechanism. That's our safety survival response. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in the world who had shitty parents. That's right. So we're then attracted to these people who have these characteristics that we actually don't want, but our unconscious mind taps into attract that in. And until we can bring consciousness to that, of going, hold on a second, what am I choosing in a relationship or what am I choosing in my business? All these things matter, right? That's when we can start to shift it because for most of us, we go, oh, yeah, they're hot. I'll, I'll go on a date with them. But it's like, hold on, can I build with them? Mm-hmm. Is there passion there? Is there a fire between us? And is there, the one of the things that I always see is everyone's like, oh, yeah, opposites attract. And it's like, for how long, right? It's like, yes, they attract. But is the energy actually opposite? Is there a a thing that's pulling you two together that's actually, you know, going to keep that together? It's like the masculine and the feminine, are they on opposite ends? Or are you sitting across the table with another potential friend because they've both got the same energy with you? And these things matter. But most of us don't have the awareness to actually look in and go, why am I not attracting what I actually want? If you're constantly in a cycle of going, this is shit, this is hard, I'm not okay with where I'm at, but don't know how to actually come up with the clarity to get yourself out of it. This is when you start have to look at, hold on a second, let me ask the people who have been there, done it, because I might actually have something holding me back. Yeah, and I love, and and this is really uh, helping me to understand like the work that you do. Because yeah. it's not just about asking a very surface level question or it's not saying, hey, you're going to teach me how to dance and, you know, like you said, embody and self-pleasure and stuff like that. It's like, no, we're really going to get down to the roots and we're going to dive deep into, you know, why there are some of these barriers, why the relationship yeah. doesn't seem to want to work, why the business relationship doesn't, why you have that lack of confidence or self-doubt or lack of self-worth, whatever it might be. Mm. You said that your people ask limiting questions of themselves. Once, if they acknowledge that, like, okay, cool, you know, I find that I'm always asking myself, wow, can I really do this or um, anything along those lines in their own version? 
what is something that they can do and say, you know what, I've got awareness of it now. I can see I've identified what the, you know, what's potentially what the question is, what's holding me back. What's the next step for them now? Okay. So the first thing, like when someone does become aware of the question, the first thing I would do is literally research those who have walked the path that you're deciding to do. Okay. So for example, when I first stepped into this space, I was like, as I said earlier in the call, I was looking at all the people who were kind of living the life that I wanted to do. What They were speakers, they were doing the things. And so I started actually pinpointing, okay, for me to get to that level, what are the steps in between? And when I could start to see that when I get to certain points, I didn't know how to get to that beyond that point. That's when I looked for help because ultimately every person in this world, and I don't care how aware you are, there is so much in this world that we don't know. We don't know. Right. And when we can actually have someone come in and mentor us in the space of I've been there, let me help you. Let me guide you. The biggest thing is actually receiving that help. So most people, they go, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'll make it on my own, but they don't know how to receive it. So it's like no one is a self-made millionaire. I'm not a freaking person on this planet. I don't care what they say. You at least needed a client to purchase your product. So that's- And even if you win Tats Lotto, you're not self-made. Yeah, 100%. So it's like when you can learn how to receive, you will start to grow. So for me, I always look at them, okay, cool. So what is the bit that's blocking you? And can you receive help for that? Can you... Are you willing to invest in yourself to go to that next level? And when I say invest in yourself, I mean like really dive in because most people go, oh, yeah, I've read self-development books. I've done this. I've done that. But they've never had someone go, this is the thing. Or like, what is that? Like, let me let me talk into that with you because most people will avoid their own shit. The unconscious mind wants to avoid what's hard. So they will do whatever they can to constantly stay safe to bury it to bury a hundred percent to bury it but it's not actually serving them because all they're doing is creating all these little barriers and mountains that they later have to climb over and yeah. it yeah. sort of goes on what you were saying earlier about knowing and embodying it's like you can read the book you can know it and you can maybe do like surface level stuff but to really get the breakthrough to really get the help to really go to that next level of the unknowing then you really have to live it. You have to go through it. You have to go, you know, you said like, teach me everything I need to know. And three weeks later, the, the person that was going to teach you walked in the doors, you know? So, you know, you sort of have to go through it in a way if you ask for it, you know, be, one thing I've, you know, I, I always say to my clients, be very careful of what you ask for, you know, because yeah. if you put the work in uh, and you stay consistent to it, you'll get it, you know? So just be very mindful of, of what you wish for and what you dream for, because it will come true. Yeah. If you put and the work in. What people don't realize is what they're not asking for as well. Like or what they say, I don't want. Like, yeah. And the unconscious mind is not listening to what you don't want. All it's hearing is this stuff, this stuff, this stuff, this stuff. So I'm going to manifest that stuff, even if you don't want it. Even if it's bad. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, can we actually break down your language barrier of what you're actually creating in your life? And as you said, yeah. you know, our external words become an internal representation. And yeah. that is something so potent. And for me, like one of my mentors is Preston Smiles. And I don't know if you know him, but I went through this phase where I was like trying to find the people who really know that thing, that like thing. And I was like, I went to one of his workshops and he tore me to shreds. I mean, like in front of 120 people, he's just like, he said something about um, the way that I led. He's like, where were you leading them? Off a fucking cliff. And I was like, boom, you are my next coach because you've seen the blind spot. No one else seen it. Everyone was like, oh my God, you did such a good job. 
but he'd seen it. And that's the beauty of having someone who can hold you in the highest regard because most people think that when someone shows you the blind spot, they're nitpicking or they're having a go at you. But if you ever get given a phrase or something that's come at you and you're going, well, fuck you, that's where your work is, right? right. <laughs> and until you can sit there and receive it and go, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Or even not even like knowing that you don't register with that in your body rather than being like, well, fuck you, how dare you put me in that? Just being going, actually, that's your stuff, not mine. Like that's the embodiment piece. And again, a lot of the time it's the stuff that you're resisting is, is probably the stuff that you need to actually be doing to achieve the success you want. Um, yeah. And if you're consistently coming you up for read, someone. Totally. Have you ever read um, The Surrender Experiment? No. It's, um, I can't remember who's the author, but it's a beautiful book. And he talks about basically, it's just his life story of how he, every time he resisted something, he went into it. And he built his entire life. And now he helps men all over the world. But it's awesome. that allowing yourself to go this is hard let me see why yeah. this is hard let me see why I love you know? this is hard let me see why yeah why is it hard yeah because i like it yeah most of us like some people will be like oh my god this is the easiest thing on the planet it's like well they've got no attachment around it they've got no yeah. discernment that's causing them to go into full lockdown like you know I like so, I like yeah. so so you mentioned earlier limiting questions of someone what else and, and what would be some strategies you know someone's listening right now like yeah you know what i've picked up on there's some limiting questions i have you know i'm holding back on some things some things make me upset uh, and i resist it what would be some really good you know steps to move forward just to build some a little bit of momentum in their life like what could be two or yeah. three maybe things yeah so the first question i always ask anyone is like okay so ask yourself the question is why am i experiencing this for me in this moment right so for example, if you're experiencing resistance or if you're having the same cycle or if you're having that question, why is this in my present state right now? Okay, because the one thing that we don't do is we don't really question those little things. We just keep floating. And you yeah. hear it all the time, like people go, just my luck that this is going to fuck up. And it's like, well, no, you just created that. Like, totally. you know, it's not your luck how we actually perceive in this world is what we will receive. And until we can allow ourselves to drop into what it is, that is the filters that are on our mind, we get to actually look at it. So when those questions come up, for example, like I'm not good in business, it's like, actually, okay, what is it about business that I'm not good at? Let's break this down. Because What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, I don't have the confidence? Is it, I don't know how to, like the strategy? Is it that, I've watched other people fail and I have a fear. Like what is the actual thing that is not good at business? Because mm. most people go, I'm not good at business, but it might just be one avenue of it. You know, and business yeah. is multifaceted. <laughs> yeah. So when you can go, okay, cool. So I don't have the know-how to get to the next level. I don't know how to do the marketing plan, for example. Cool. That's where your work is. Hire <laughs> someone who can give you the tools. Yeah, and, yeah. or if it's a trauma-based thing you're like cool i'm gonna hire a coach to help me get over this particular thing to get through it cool yeah. so the first one why am i experiencing and going through this what else so why am i experiencing it second one what is it specifically that's holding me back and then i think really allowing yourself just to drop in to like is this real or is this imaginary because what we actually do in our unconscious mind is like when we have a thought or a feeling, have you ever noticed how you can like put yourself fully into an anxiety state just through like thinking about something? 
So our mind doesn't know what's real, whether we think it or whether we're actually experiencing it. So allowing ourselves to actually control what we feed our mind is huge because if we go, oh, you know, my partner's going to cheat on me and they've never cheated on you and you've never been in that experience, like you will put your, through the roof. <laughs> yeah, you'll put yourself in a state where you think your relationship's going to break down and then you'll manifest it, right? What happens. Yeah, so it's like, okay, cool. So how can I just drop out of that? It's just quickly asking yourself, is this reality or have I made this story up? Mm. Because for me, with a lot of my clients, like I can be quite brutal sometimes. I'm like, is this real or a story? And the stories often we let them define us when it's not actually reality, right? Like the story that you're telling yourself will create the life that you desire. And if you tell yourself long enough, you start to believe it. 100%. And then like I said, if you start to believe it, you'll start to manifest it and you'll start to create it. And you go, I told you so. It was something that happened 25 years ago. And I, you know, this and happened, even, but I made it into this whole thing. And yeah. And like, I just want to talk into manifestation for a second, because a lot of people, of they think manifestation is a, like a bullshit thing or whatever <laughs> it may be. But the way that it actually scientifically works is we've got a reticulated activation system in our mind. So what we constantly focus on, that thing will look for what you're focusing on. So you will unconsciously create opportunity toward the thing that you've been focusing on, even if it's something you don't want. And that's what I think people don't really get that point of. So for example, if you're going, I can't do business, I can't do business, I can't do business, you're going to create every opportunity to get in your way that proves you can't do business. So it's like actually looking at like, if you have not got the life that you want, you haven't asked enough questions. That's exactly the way that I see it. And it's just about knowing like, who do I ask or who will know the question to ask the next person? And that's what I always like. That would be the third step. 100%. It's like, who do I ask or who knows who I can ask? Because everything that you need in your life is within five people, right? This person might know this person. That person might know the next person. And until we can actually go, holy fuck, that six degrees of separation is real. Totally. That's when we can actually start to And I think now with social media, it's probably even, you know, probably less. Like, you know, you can reach out to anyone in the world almost. You know, you're probably one or two points of contact away. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. And which is good. Like, if you can use it to your abilities, like, in a a way, like, there really does become no excuses. Like, if you have a blind spot or there's something that you don't know, you can research the best person in the world to do that to help yeah. you with it. And you can email, phone call, Instagram message, anyone. Yeah, I think as as got an account. it's funny because in my life, I reckon I've hired a coach for every area that I've had a blind spot in. <laughs> awesome. Like I've had singing coaches, health, even being a health coach, I still hired health coaches. I've had speaker training. I've had, you know what I mean? Like obviously business coaches, all that sort of, of stuff. But people go, why are you always hiring coaches? You're a coach. And it's like, I still have blind spots. And no matter how- I'm good still human. You, yeah, like no matter how good you get, you're still going to have you like I'm a relationship coach ultimately underneath all of that stuff I still have someone who helps me navigate in my relationship because I can't see my own shit and it's when we can actually realize that as humans we get to overcome our blocks why do you think you or how did you develop that mindset to you like you mentioned it there you know always be investing in yourself and and having coaches for everything you do and taking that little bit oh did it take time to get to that stage or were yeah, you totally. always like that yeah, I um I remember when I first studied to be a personal trainer, I was like, because I was with someone else at the time and um, he hated that I was spending money on education, right? Like it was very, we were both coming out of the military. We both didn't want to have to invest in ourselves. 
So it was one of those situations where I was like, I was sick of, because I was now civilian, I felt like I was getting nowhere. And I was like, I know I have to invest in myself. And this course was only like, I think it was four and a half grand. And anyway, we ended up having a full breakdown in the relationship, almost broke up over it. And I went behind his back and I got a loan to get the course. And for me, in my head, I was going, I'm never investing in myself again. That was so stressful. I had all these stories around investing in myself. So it was something that I was like, no, I've done it now. I've paid the money. I've got the call, like the thing that I want to do now. I don't need anything else. And then I found out every year of being a personal trainer, I had to hit a certain amount of points to be still qualified, right? And so I was like, oh, so I'm going to have to keep investing in myself. But when I started actually understanding that how we learn is has a big impact on what it is. So for me, I am dyslexic. You put a book in front of me and it's not going to work. Like I can, yeah, like some of the most like successful people I've met are and, but most people, you know, me prior to understanding how my learning language worked, I would have gone, I can't study because I can't read, but finding audio and, you know, YouTube and stuff like that really helped me. But it was one of those things where it was like, as I started to, you know, really want to dive into personal training, I knew that there was just so much I didn't know. And I was watching these people and I was like, I am so fucking good at what I do. Like I put my hat on, like, obviously I'm not a personal trainer anymore, but the stuff that I know, I was in my mind going, these people know half of what I know and they're doing way more. So what is it? Like, you know, and that's where I started to learn that if I actually want to do something with myself, I have to be willing to go to that next level. And it was, it was actually Aaron Sansoni that sort of flicked that switch for me. Because I remember, it was so funny, the day that I signed up, I actually went to see Eric Thomas talk. And he was one of the, like, um, you know, intro speakers that came in. And it was like, I think it was like five grand or something to do his course. I can't quite remember at the time. I had no fucking money. I was dead broke. I was one of those PTs who looked like they had it all going on. <laughs> I was like really struggling and I remember I I signed up and I paid on, on my credit card and I grabbed him and I said this better be the fucking answer because I've got no money and he just looks at me and he goes it will be if you let it and I was like and I remember walking out of there going oh my god my mind's just mind blown but it was kind of in that moment that I realized like I had been surrounding myself with people who did not have a growth mindset and if there's anything that I can say about success and understanding that it is you need to be around people who are successful because they will teach you where your blind spots are as well. Like for me, I remember years ago when I first became a PT, one of the guys said to me that he'd been in business for years and he was like, he had invented how to put security protections on banks, right? This is the level of this guy. And he just did it for shits and giggles. He's in his 50s and he said to me, he's like, you ever want to be successful? Put yourself at the face of every company that you ever decide to attach yourself to and then allow yourself to learn from the person who's at the top. And so I sort of took that on with my business, my PT business. I was working out of a gym and they were like, we need models for marketing. I was like, yep, I'm there. Like I was doing everything to get my face out there. And it was one of those things where as I started to learn that, I was like, I don't just want to be learning from that business. I want to be learning from the people who are really fucking doing it. Like, and so that's why now when I see someone who's actually embodied in a part that I need for my own growth, I'm like, you're the person. That's Let's make you coffee. Yeah. 
Love that. Love that. What's one thing that you've learned over the journey, Casey, whether it be about yourself or you saw it externally or you just read it or whatever, that really just blew you away? I think, honestly, it was the environmental thing. So for me, I'd always had friends and I used to be like, oh, guys, I'm not drinking this weekend because of my business. You know, I don't want to be seen drinking because I'm a personal trainer and stuff like that. And I would feel this kind of... um, no one gets me like, you know, I can't do this. Like, you know, I'm not never going to have friends if I try and succeed in business. And I felt this real like disconnect from the world because I wasn't in an environment that was actually serving what I was trying to do. And like you become the average of the top five people you surround yourself with. And that was a real pinnacle moment for me. And it was like, I remember I said to one of my girlfriends at the time, I, after um, Aaron Sansonia, I actually went and joined a Kayani um, network marketing thing and I'd never done network marketing before but being in that environment I just wanted to I didn't want to do it for the sales I wanted to do it for what these people were and I remember saying to one of my friends who had been a friend for a long time I said she wanted me to go out and I was like look I'm gonna own a yacht one day and if you want to ride shotgun you're gonna have to be okay with me not going out every week yeah and um I remember like that was like the last conversation that we had because suddenly something shifted with us, like not in a bad way. It was just energetically we weren't aligned. And it was about four years later, I ran into her in the shopping market and she's like, wow, you look really good. You know, what are you doing? And we added each other back on social media and she actually seen where I was at and she sent me a message saying, holy fuck, you did it. <laughs> like you're doing exactly what you said you were going to do. Yeah. Most people that's, talk about that's it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's you in, again at that time, potentially embodying that vision you know and owning it be like you know what i, I i'm not gonna go drinking or and i'm not gonna go partying like we're, i'm gonna have the yacht one day and yeah. hey if you want to come along this is what it is and you owned it. like you could have either said ha ah, no nah, i'm joking cool let's go out yeah and i think but you that, owned it i think what most people don't understand is like everyone goes oh i want to live the life of my dreams but i don't want to sacrifice anything of it because that's <laughs> yeah. not giving the life of my dreams and it's like you're gonna have to give up to go up sometimes and understanding that like, it's like, what are you willing to actually go? I value this more than this. And for me, that was the social side of it, like the drinking and the the stuff that I was like, if I was waking up, I, if I completed a task and I didn't feel good after I completed it, that was when I was like, this is no longer for me. And that was how I started to pick my life apart. I was like, if it doesn't feel good for me energetically, it's not, I'm not in a state of power. I'm not moving forward. It's a force thing. And it's like, if you've ever seen um, the um, scale of consciousness by Dr. David R. Hawkins, he talks into like, you know, the lower level vibration emotions. If we're operating from them, we're going to be in a state of force. Whereas if we allow ourselves to actually live in a state of power where things start to feel good and unconsciously they feel good, that's when we're going to build the life that we want. But most people are so preconditioned to think that it has to be hard when sacrificing for something of a greater actually isn't that hard if you want it bad enough. Unfortunately, maybe not unfortunately, maybe fortunately, it's what it's going to take. Yeah. You know? And the reason I say fortunately is because if it was, you know, we've all heard the saying, if it was easy, everyone would do it. So fortunately, yeah. uh, it's going to help separate those that want the, the quick, easy route and those that are willing to put the time and I always say like if you had the easy route you wouldn't have the body to hold what the success is so it's like that bit of that getting through it and learning how to navigate you actually expand as a human so you can hold that level of success you can live into that life even more 
I love that. Yeah. Do you remember a moment? Do you remember a moment, Casey, where you said, "Shit, like this is real now"? Whether it's from a yeah, business perspective, it was when it was actually when I fully let go of my personal training business. So I'd like gone from working part time jobs to operating my like PT business, like just to get that off the ground, and then you know almost failing at that. Had to get another part time job to rebuild it back up, and then. When I decided to um, step into coaching full-time, I was like, I'm going to give myself 12 weeks to step in full-time. Because I was like, I sort of had a few clients go and playing around. And everyone's like, you can't do that in 12 weeks. And I was like, fucking watch me. Watch so me. I went and hired the guy, Preston, who I still keep in my pocket, um, because he then hired me to work for him as well. So it's quite Love funny. That. But um, I went and hired him because I was just like, he's doing it. He's done it. He knows the thing. And I was like, you are going to give me the shortcut to success. And most people think that like hiring a coach means you're weak, but no, hiring someone who can take you there faster and give you the actual <laughs> lessons faster is what's going to actually build success for you. Well, look at Michael Jordan. Like he had a, like 15 different coaches, you know, yeah. is he weak? Fuck no. He's probably the, he is the best ever basketball player in the world and he will be forever. You know, he had, and if yeah. you look at how he trained, like he was on that court every fucking day without fail because he knew yeah. something was up. Like my partner, like I've got to admit, I am so lucky I'm with a man who gets what I do because Amazing. I am literally working every day. And it's not because I have to, it's because I genuinely enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And if my clients need me, I'm like, yeah, boom, I'm there. What's going on for you? Let's navigate it now because you need this. And I think when people, people always go, how can you work so much? It's like, well, you're clearly not doing something you love. Correct. Like if you're having that mindset of going, oh, you know, I don't want to go to work today. It's like, that's the little mm. calling that you needed. Like, listen to that stuff. It yeah, doesn't bury it. Yeah, if it doesn't feel good, find out what does. Like you could clear your trauma and go back to work and it might suddenly start feeling good for you. But until you actually know what's real there, please don't judge another person for committing to excellence. Good, good. I love that. I love that. Second last question, Casey, as we start to, you know, and this has been incredible. I've, I've honestly lost track of time and <laughs> yeah, I've sort of, got, I've, I've, I've gone off a lot of the questions I, I, I had. So I'm like, I have to, going to have to scrap a few, but I'm going to ask, make sure I get the, the really important ones out. Yeah. What, what, what makes you in a way, you know, what separates you from the rest? Like why have you been successful? Like I'm sure, you know, even at that uh, event, there was 200 people, you've been to tons of events, there's hundreds of people, it's probably been thousands yeah. and thousands of people that are in the events that you've been to. You know, why have you gone out and really made this work? Not about what makes you special, but like why yeah, have you I get what you're saying. I think it's because I don't fluff around about what's real. I see a lot of coaches in this industry going, oh, if you want the most perfect life, this is what you have to do and you have to meditate and you have to do all this shit. And it's like, let's actually get real about what's real for you. Some people don't fucking like meditating right so like yes whilst I firmly believe in that I love meditation it's a part of my practice I'm gonna have to slowly build some people into that I'm gonna have to show them how to actually come into that and I think I talk into what's real online I'm not here just going hey I look at my perfect life it's like well no I've got shit too I'm still navigating I am human and I think allowing people to understand that leadership is unreasonable and facing off with that they see that I'm leading from a space of authenticity. Like mm. for me, I made a quick rule. Of, um, it was probably about two years ago. I was like, you know, if I'm posting just for the sake of posting, I'm not showing up in reality of what's real. Yeah. 
Yeah. And a lot of people go, you need to practice many times a day. You need to do this. Yes, do it if it's real. Correct. Because energy is felt before anything else. And now I think we've got a, a better reader of it than ever before, uh, yeah, especially with social media. We see through the shit so much quicker and we're scrolling that fast that it's going to have to be a real you know, piece of content or a real photo or a real video or a real audio yeah. or a real episode like this where, like I said, we've almost forgotten that we've... I almost forgot we were recording this, yeah, you know? Like, um, but it's just... To me, like, I'll put up a relationship piece. Like, and like, look, I'm going to be honest. My relationship is fucking epic because... We've done the work, right? Totally. If we have problems, we do the work. Yeah. But people go yeah. to me, is it really that good? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Because we actually try and invest mm. in ourselves with it. Like we don't just suddenly wake up and go, oh, we're perfect today. Like if we've got totally. issues, we're like, what's actually going on here? That's Let's what sit down. You know, and that's what I talk into. It's good. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything in this world because there's enough people that do that. Do that already. No, yeah. good, 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 good. Last question for you, Casey. What was something that someone said to you, something that you heard, something that you read, but something that's really stuck with you, whether it's a saying or a motivational quote or even something like, you know, we said earlier about the question yeah. that you ask yourself, like, is there something that you always say to yourself when it gets I hard think, or? Yeah, I think this comes back to years ago, I was working for Audi, um, the car dealership. I'd been poached from BMW. I was one of the best in Australia. <laughs> and I was like, Thought I was fucking killing it, right? I was like 23. I was like over 100 grand, couldn't bring it in, driving a TT. I was doing the thing. And I got fired, right? And I got fired because I had said the wrong thing to the boss. Me being me, I had said something that just triggered him and was it was kind of disrespectful, like I will admit that now. But at the same time, it was also something that I personally felt he needed to hear in regards to his relationship because I was hearing him say certain things and I was like, well, this is why she's done that. And anyway, next day I got fired and I walked in to get um, like just a job at a cafe because that was when I decided I was going to build my PT business. That's what made me build my PT business. And I thought I'm just going to work at a cafe until I build my business. That's my thing. So I walked into this um, interview as such like I went in there to hand him my resume and he goes, look, let's have a chat now. I was like, sweet. And he goes, why are you here? And I said, look, I want a job that I can work with building a business with. Like I want something that's a bit flexible, you know, I can put my clients around it, blah, blah, blah. And then he said to me, he's like, so why is it you want to become a personal trainer? And as soon as I started talking about myself, he goes, stop right there. And I was like, what? And he goes, you lost me the minute you started talking about yourself. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you were so confident talking about everyone else that the minute you spoke about yourself, you couldn't back yourself. And that is something that I find really, really in depth. And personally, this is not for you because you need to work on yourself in this time. And I was just like, I walked out of there going, this fucking guy know who I am. I'm the most confident person. So triggered, right? But then a couple of days later, I realized what he actually meant. I wasn't backing myself in my business. I wasn't, and and hearing that though, became the pinnacle and the backbone of everything that I do in life. Because it's like, how cool is that though? That a, a cafe owner who you know taken five minutes, ten minutes to have an interview with you, left a a, a mark or in, in a positive. In that in that meeting, he actually said something like, "There will be three defining moments in your life that shape who you are," and that moment was one of those, and. He became one of my biggest mentors. When I started my business and I started, you know, really getting into the depths of it, I went to that cafe and I sat at that cafe 
And it was three years later when I'd finally hit like six figures and thought I was killing it. You know, I was like, I went back and I thanked him for that conversation. And he was like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Like, you know, you just did it. And most people, they take that and they, they, you know, go, oh, you know, this is shit, blah, blah, blah. Whereas, yeah, yeah. yeah, I asked my question, why did that just happen for me? You know, and that was what was able to just really shift it. And, and that was, that's been a question I've asked my entire life. Like, even before I knew what I knew, I was always like, this is happening for a reason. What is it? You know? And I think when we can tap into that intuitive side of us, because for me, I used to think my intuition was crazy. But every time I went against it, I was like, fuck, I should have listened, <laughs> you know? And so when I start to learn to become friends with it and really worked in on it, mm. everything just excelled. Doors opened up. No, I love that. I love that. Well, Casey, this has been absolutely incredible. Uh, if yeah, I got tons and tons and tons of notes myself. Uh, <laughs> lots of great little one-liners and great little takeaways for people as well. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I know that this one will, will cut through to some people and, and I hope it does. I hope it brings up awareness to them and I hope it brings up a few things that well, I need to address yeah. and, and allow that unlocking process to happen and start, you know, yeah. and, and it does start from within with the individual. So, hey, Casey, where's the best spot for someone to, you know, watch more of what you do, hear from you, listen to you, see some yeah. of your content? Beautiful. So you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So Instagram is at Case Warwick. There's no Y in my name. Um, but everything else is Casey Warwick and, um, my website actually launches on Thursday. I've just had it whole refurbished and everything. So it's www.casewarwick.com.au. Um, so that'll have the links to all my, my podcasts, all that sort of stuff on there. Awesome. As well. So yeah, good. I'll put all in the show notes for everyone as well to reach out to. Um, yeah. so if you're listening, just head there now and you'll be able to link through to, to see Casey's stuff. But again, Casey, this has been fun. It's yeah, been really it's fun. Crazy. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad we were able to make this happen uh, and we'll get this great content out for the people. Uh, but again, thank you for your time. Thank I you. I really appreciate it. Uh, and everyone else out there listening or watching us, uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye thank for now. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great. <laughs>